All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. I hate to break the fishing news after Ramchuk, but I'd like to speak about the ice hockey. Congratulations, you're one of the 13 listeners of the Real Life Podcast. We just traded a migraine in for like an orgasm. Might want to mark that down, your Yep. All of my projects are on schedule until they're not. A member of the Nation Network of Podcasts. About as funny as we're going to get today. Welcome in episode 246 of the Real Life Podcast brought to you by Oodle Noodle. I'm Tyler Uremchuk, joined by Jay and Chalmers, and hopefully in the next few minutes, we'll be joined by Wanye and Bagged Milk, but there is so much to get to that I did not want to give them any extra time. I said we're starting the podcast at 1 o'clock. We are starting this podcast right at 1 o'clock. Thanks for tuning in. Like I said, brought to you by Oodle Noodle, 14 locations in Edmonton. 10% of all in-store and curbside pickup proceeds go towards a local charity. Jay, I haven't asked you in about a week now what the charity is, but uh, what's up right now at Oodle Noodle? So we are, I don't know if you saw the video with me, uh, swimming in a pool of puppies. Puppies, yep. Yeah, so Second Chance Animal Rescue is who we are working with right now. Good stuff. Uh, So they help, well, basically they give a lot of cool and amazing animals a second chance and make sure that they find good homes and are healthy and all that good stuff. So they do some cool things. Tough not to go there and not come home with 10 puppies. (laughs) But... uh, yeah, no, they're doing good things. Super happy to be partnered with them. We saw the, uh, there was an article about how they needed some help. Uh, they've been hurting with fundraising during this time. So we're happy we can step up. So thank you, everyone, for Love supporting Oodle Noodle and allowing us to partner with Scars. There we go. It's, That's what's happening. It's funny. In you're, yeah, you're killing it with the cute factor on getting the puppies in. That was a nice little dimension to your uh, to your charity. But I have noticed that um, I, I thought like they'd be doing great over COVID because I think a ton of people went and got pets, right? So, like, that's been kind of a trend. We I, we actually have a, a place for rent, 
Um, and we met people and almost every single person had a pet that they just had gotten within like the last six months. Well, yeah, you're forgetting there's like two sides to it. You got to calculate in though that all the pets are fucking and there's babies. Oh, plenty. What? <laughs> huh? <laughs> I mean, there's another side of that coin though, right? Jay, like there's also a lot of people who are struggling financially and have had to give up their pets. Yeah. Like there's, uh, there's two sides to it for sure. And so, uh, and unfortunately it's, uh, like they're getting, uh, inundated. it's two things, right? It's not necessarily that they're, they're getting inundated with animals, but it's also the funding side, right? The money yeah. that goes in to provide the care to it, that is what, where they really need a lot of help right now because that slowed down because of COVID. Uh, so it's, it's, it's a function of, of, of many things. So happy to be able to help them. Uh, Wanye and Bag Milk are here now on the podcast. Boys, we have so much to get to that I just started recording at one o'clock. I didn't even care who was here yet. So uh, we, we just let her go. Um, lots to get to. We're going to get to our predictions in a second. Um, Oscar Clefbaum spoke to the media. Waivers today. New broadcast duo here in Edmonton. That's been officially announced. Brody from Owner's Box coming up at 145. Um, anyone got anything that they want to start with? Jujar, Clefbaum, or Jack Michaels going to TV? Which one, uh, which one jumps off the page? Uh, Jujar. It was interesting. You could see it coming, though. Like there, I, I, yeah, I talked to, oh, yeah. talk to Hart from Buckpedia today, and like it's to make money work. I don't think they necessarily want to lose Jujar, and I don't even really think that they will lose Jujar. I think there's a pretty good chance he clears waivers tomorrow. Um, but either way, seeing a guy who's been on the team for as many years as Jujar has go on waivers was a little shocking. Yeah, it's just unfortunate. Like you know, you really want to pull for Jujar, but yeah, it, his play hasn't been up to snuff. Like. If it was two years ago, like Jujar, like and and then we were waving him, I would have been shocked. But like, I'm not shocked that that happened. But I'm just sad because I believed in a lot in the player. I also am a proud owner of a signed Jujar Kara jersey. But so I have to figure out what I'm going to do with that. I'll probably keep it with pride and remember that era, the Jujar era. You, you I don't, believed in you believed in Jujar, but like, let's be honest with you, like with everybody in the last year and a half, we've been waiting for him to just like take a step forward and. You know, every bit player like that has to have one game where they come out and show why we're paying them. And I don't remember one game last year where Jujar had a Jujar game, you know, where it was it was mm-hmm. him and he was like the difference. And it just he's just yeah. he just seems to be a body taking up space. He used opinion. to smash guys and he used to fight on the regular. Regular. Yeah. But he doesn't. And <laughs> like, then he's it's like he forgot how to play Jujar hockey. Remember when I, they I did just, a, there'd be the Cassian games where it's like Cassian, he can go out there and he can win you a game because of how well he plays, or he can go out there and he can lose you one by how off the rails dumb penalties, with yeah. penalties and dumb shit. Well, like I'll take the bad ones from Cassian. If I get the good ones from him, we weren't getting any of it from Jujar. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like he was, no, just, it's, didn't he get hurt true. though? Didn't he hurt himself? At least become a playoff or a penalty kill specialist. Or something. He is. He is you a know? penalty that kill he was. specialist. That he was. That he was. I mean, Wow. I mean, he didn't. He wasn't one of those guys where you like saw him out there and you were like, "Oh man, we got Juju on the penalty kill." Like this is a guaranteed shutdown. I oh, I think I he'll know. be I'm back. Fine with it. I don't think he's gone. Like I think he'll clear. They'll wait a couple of days. They'll figure out the cleft bomb LTIR stuff and they'll add him back to the roster. I like every team kind of has two or three guys like Juju Kara on their roster, so I just can't see a team being like, "Yeah, one point two million, sure, let's bring him in." Because Let's be honest, they probably could have had him this offseason if they would have made the call to Edmonton. So, I don't know. There's a lot of good players on waivers today, though. Holy shit. 
Um, Tyler Johnson. Yeah, like 100 players. Yeah, Tyler Johnson in Tampa Bay. I mean, second time on waivers now in the last like three months for him. But I wouldn't be surprised if someone puts in a claim for him. He's a good player. And I know the five million bucks on the cap hit is worrisome. And you don't want to be the team that bails out Tampa. But you're getting that guy for free at this point. So I don't know why you wouldn't pick up Tyler Johnson. I can't believe the Flames put Oliver Shillington on waivers. That's an, like Boston's not going to let him go through. Detroit, I don't even think, would let Oliver Shillington go through. Uh, Derek Ryan, product of the University of Alberta. He's on waivers down in Calgary. Like, if a team is looking for a fourth-line defensive specialist, they'll go get Derek Ryan before they care about Jujar Kara, right? So that's why I think Jujar's going to clear. Like, he's pretty low on the totem pole of quality players on the waiver wire. You guys see the, you guys see the little, uh, little joke prank that the Boston Bruins played on uh, Patrice Bergeron for the captains? That was pretty funny. With- Giving it to Brian, giving it to Brad Marsha, Marchant, and he goes up there, and I, I don't know, man. I just like, I wonder if Patrice Bergeron in that moment was actually like, "What the fuck is going on? <laughs> Are you shitting with me? They yeah. didn't give me the. I waited this fucking long, and these guys aren't giving me the captaincy. Um, that was that was really really funny. Um, okay, I want to talk about the broadcast duo because that's obviously something I care about a lot. I, uh, it's been how long? Probably what 15, 20 years of Kevin Quinn calling Oilers games on Sportsnet. And that's going to be no more now. Jack Michaels is going to handle all of the regional broadcasts as they announced today. Um, We've had Jack on the pod. I think every Oilers fan loves Jack. So for me, I am more excited at the opportunity for Jack Michaels to get to do TV because his passion, man, like he is a great play-by-play voice. Yeah, he gets you fired up. Yeah, he brings the energy. The issue is like, I've got a lot of respect for Kevin Quinn, and trust me, I love it when he says, overtime winner. Uh, <laughs> but Jack Michaels outside, does that, too. Well, yeah. hey, just wait, just wait. Everything outside of, of just, I'm talking about Kevin Quinn, about that is dry toast. He knows a lot. He, he knows he, He's good at his job in terms of he can call the game, but it's dry toast. We need to bring more energy into the broadcast, yeah. and Jack Michaels is going to bring that energy and I hope Sportsnet lets him instead of suppress his abilities because, you know, that's that's the thing. Like, when I watch the NBC feed and I, and I listen and watch those games on NBC, I, it feels different than watching it on Sportsnet. You're hearing, it you're sounds hearing, and feels different. You're hearing the best play-by-play person ever that calls hockey in the NBC one. So, yeah, that should feel a bit different. Doc Emmerich. Yeah, well, the Oilers deserve the best. The Oilers deserve the best. And I think Jack Michaels... Uh, gives them a, uh, it's definitely a step in the right direction. So I'm my excited. only request, though, my request is that he still says the Oilers Radio Network because there were so many the games. The that was the best part of the game was him doing the call sign of the Oilers Radio Network. So yeah. Maybe you will bring that over somehow. The Rogers Sportsnet. You're watching Something Oilers like that, hockey man. on Sportsnet 360 and Sportsnet yeah. 4, but more <laughs> the Ocho. Yeah, the Sportsnet Ocho. Ocho. Yeah. See, but. With, with Jack Michaels being on radio, wasn't he more inclined to give more of an opinion and talk more like, I guess, I mean, you're, when you're a broadcaster, you're not supposed to go in there. You're supposed to call the game. You're mm-hmm. supposed to be dry toast. You're supposed to tell people what the fuck's happening without, you know, giving, like, opinions. And I found that the minimal, minimal times that I watch, I listen to Doc and Jack Michaels, they delve into a lot of opinion. And you're just like, I'm not really here for you to tell me what to think. Uh, uh, let's isolate that it's it's singular one of the duo's opinion that likes to always <laughs> force his opinion on everyone so i, I like to hear what the has to think though because then i either agree or disagree but then well, i have an opinion too and the problem is 
if you don't have that authority being like one, two, three, then you can't be like, fuck you, it is. Right. Well, I think sometimes like, Stoffer likes to just. Well, I'm sure Jack Michaels is going to do a knows. cartwheel out of that booth to be free of stuff. <laughs> yeah. So who's who's his sidekick? Uh, Jack Jack Michaels. He's gonna be. It's gonna be Louis DeBrusque, which is oh, great. Cool. Beautiful. Gotta fucking love Louis. And who's stop with now? I love Louis. So I don't. I'm looking to see if. They've announced it yet. Go for it, your Chuck. Step up. No, because I know him. He doesn't want to get in trouble. He doesn't want to get in trouble. Do it. You'd be fucking Doogie Howser of announcers. Uh, No, I know him, and I don't want to be the one that, like, spoils his big moment or, like, if people are going to text him after me, like, oh, I heard you. So I want him to be able to announce it on his own. Well, for the record, I know him from his dub days, though. Yeah, I know, but like, I don't know if that announcement's coming in the next like day, right? Although it kind of has to, I suppose. But I know him from his dub days. Oilers fans, if you listen to six thirty, try to listen to the radio. You're gonna love this guy's call. But I think what's gonna happen is Jack is only gonna be doing the regional Oilers games. The national games are still gonna go to like Chris Cuthbert or whoever. So I believe Jack is sliding back to radio for the Oilers games that are on national TV, and then they're going to. Add the set. The new voice will do play by play just whenever Jack's on TV, and Stoff will always stay as uh, the color commentator on radio. And I guess he's helping out with intermissions as well now. So uh, it's crazy that it's all timed for the new Ched deal, too, right? Ched gets the three year deal, yeah. and then everything shifts, right? Yeah, and sports. So what's going to happen well. though? What's going to happen with like the national game? Because like almost every game being played now is a, could be a national game. So is there like going to be? An elevation of national oh, games, call. anyways, for Oilers because they're going to play the least ten times, so you know that's going to be a national game. And then they're going to be the Battle of Alberta. I hope for the fucking sake of hockey, they make that a national game. And then you know Vancouver could be a national a national game. Like how many national games are we going to be playing or televising? Um, I think it's pretty much the same as in years past. Maybe like a slight uptick, just because Sportsnet only has like so many major networks, right? Like, they can only put them on... So, like, if Edmonton's playing... Oh, yeah, there we go. Uh, Cam Moon. It's It's been announced now. Cam Moon's going to be the new radio voice of uh, the Oilers. Who? Warren Moon. Cam Moon. Warren former, Moon. Former Unbelievable. Long-time, uh, That's star Edmonton power. legend. Wow. Warren Moon. Okay. Um, so, you know, you know I, I don't know if you guys did the same thing, but did you, if you looked at the schedule, like, very in-depth while I was doing my predictions, like... Most of the games are on Sportsnet. There's way more than I thought that are going to be on NBC. Like at least, I would say, spot four or five. So that's pretty good. Um, but I don't know what you mean by national. Like, is this on CBC? Like, is that what you're meaning? Hockey Night in Canada is national Hockey games, Night right? Um, yeah, yeah. Okay, Wednesday so- Night Hockey, they brand as national. Sunday, Scotiabank Hockey or whatever, that's national. But like the Tuesday game against Ottawa isn't going to be a nationally televised game. It's going to be televised in the regional networks of Ottawa and Edmonton. Jack Maxwell is very upset. Mm -hmm. They don't go. They don't go more than three days without playing. That is going to be fireworks for this season, man. Oh yeah, it's going to be great. Um, It's going to be great for the guy who does the Oilers Nation pregame podcast, which is coming back this year. You can look forward every Oilers game day. Everything you need to get you set for that night's matchup in under twenty minutes. Brought to you by Yegburger, which is also the best pregame burger spot in town. There's the plug of my pregame podcast. Um, so we talked Hold about on. the waivers. We talked about Jujar, uh, the new broadcast duo, Jack Michaels going to TV, Cam Moon going from the Red Deer Rebels to the big leagues. Cam He's going Moon. to the NHL. Explain. He, he was the play-by-play for the Red Deer Rebels? For a while now, too. Oh, yeah. good for him, then. Stepping up. 
Yep. Um, and yeah, he's been doing that for a long time. And he, he is honestly a great guy. I love Mooner. Um, and Do you think you could super... beat him up if you had to, your M truck? No, Mooner would kick the shit out of me. Mooner oh, dear. Me. Yeah. Oh, he dear. played in the dub, didn't he? I, I think he might have, yeah. Oh, wow. Um, all right, so we got that. Uh, Oscar Kleffbaum in the media availability today, um, basically saying he's not retiring, which some people were worried about, uh, but his shoulder is, you know, not where it needs to be to be playing hockey. He talked about how, you know, it's stopping him from sleeping well at night. He doesn't always want to be on painkillers, that kind of stuff. So Clefbaum is still a long, long ways away from playing hockey again. He mentioned like coming to Cleveland or something like that to see a specialist. Uh, so no Clefbaum this year. And today on the radio, Gregor brought up the possibility of them maybe not protecting him in the Seattle expansion draft now, just because the future, his future with that shoulder is still so up in the air. Um, that sucks. It sucks not having Clefbaum around. Like over the last five, six, seven years, like he's been one of the best Oilers to watch. He'll go down as one of the best defensemen they've ever had, in my opinion. Um, he just yeah, it can't sucks stay when healthy. a guy, it sucks when a guy like him with limitless potential finds himself in this position. You never feel good for anybody like this, and it sucks because, like, we've all been waiting for guys like him for the Oilers. You know, it's always been we need a defenseman, we need this big defenseman, we need we get him, and then he gets taken away from us in probably the worst way possible. So it's really discouraging, man. I don't, I didn't like seeing that today. Well, I'm glad he's not trying to force the issue. He's taken the year um, to try to give it a good chance of probably rehab to, to try to come back. And I li- I, I'm all for the idea of not protecting him. I think that's a good strategy. But the big thing I'm going to miss this season is is hip-thrusting goal celebration. I why feel like that brings the energy that we need. Like the curl, it's like the curse of Chris keep... Pronger. It's the curse of Chris Pronger. Since Chris Pronger, we've yet to have the 1A defenseman we needed so badly. And we've thrown a lot of people under the bus because <laughs> they couldn't be that guy. There's been injury. There's been all sorts of reasons. And Clefbaum, we needed him to be our 1A. Yeah. And he was when he was in the lineup. It was just, yeah. just sucks at that shoulder. Like, And again, shoulders are one of those things that like, man, mm-hmm. if you're if you're born with a shoulder that can't hold up, like what, what can you really do about it, right? Who's our like, top what, D? Is it Nurse? Yeah. Nurse Ugh, and Bear. Yeah. At, at well, Bear, point, yeah, like, yeah. Was Clef one like not on the trajectory of being like a Victor Hedman like a long time like no well not that not good that level but not I mean that a, level a he's good but he's not that I mean, he's durable been, he's been solid but he's never has, has Hedman been top five defenseman every year in the league yeah like yeah. oh yeah he's I think he has. yeah no. yeah he's in all right maybe it's just the number how that big can Broberg be relative to Clefbaum? He doesn't have the offensive upside, but I think when you look at the future of the Oilers' blue line and you dream of a world where Broberg's on the left side and Bouchard's on the right side, they're two defensemen that can complement each other really, really well. Like I think that's Is that the, our 1A, 1B in the future, you think? Yeah, 100%. Like That's what they're banking on now. And I mean, Bear's going to be real good. You're certainly hoping for this year at least. Caleb Jones is going to be good. Nurse is going to be in the picture as well, especially... If there's no Oscar Clefbaum for like even if he has to miss, we need you, something. nurse. We need you to be the guy you can be. It is required of you. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It'll be interesting this year. I think the blue line is definitely like the goaltending is a big question mark, but that blue line too almost doesn't get talked enough talked about enough for like there could be some trouble there. Like if things don't go well, if they suffer a big injury or something, like knock on wood, I don't have wood in front of me. Um, but if Nurse were to go down, what's that blue line looking like? Because it's really? ugly. Slater Cook Cook, buddy. Cuckoo. 
<laughs> I, uh, I like to pronounce, <laughs> I like to even pronounce close. my K's. Yeah. <laughs> I do not believe in the Chuck, silent K. Your M. Chuck, I spent, knowing that I spent uh, a healthy 15 minutes of time on my predictions, yeah. I'm curious as to wonder, when we do our predictions, is the format going to be, you ask the question, we give you our answer, we then move on, right? Sure. We're not going to give all of our predictions and then the next guy goes, right? No. Like we should do it. Yeah, yeah. In like a linear order like that. So for the listeners, we have 12 predictions lined up. That's what I'm going to get from everyone. We're going to go through them one by one. Everyone will give their takes. Um, we only have about half an hour to get this done because we have Brody from Owner's Box joining us to talk a little fantasy hockey in a second. Uh, before we even get to any of that, though, I need to give some love to our friends at Twig and Berries who want to make sure you can also get some love because they have a new gift package available now on their website. It's called the Getting Lucky Threesome. Huh? You get three items Whoa. for $50. It is a nice red pair of their nutsack underwear, a red long sleeve, and a red pair of socks that have like some lips and stuff like that on them. It's all Valentine's Day themed. So if you need to do some shopping for the, uh, you know, lucky man in your life, head to our friends at Twig and Berries. They got the Getting Lucky Threesome gift box. Or maybe you're listening to this and you're going, you know what, Valentine's Day coming up, I want to look good for my girl. Then you go and get the Getting Lucky Threesome. Use the promo code NATION15. It'll get you 15% off. How about that? Well, I'm in. Sold ya. All right. Um, if you guys are ready, we'll dig into our predictions here. Um, as Chalmers now, how done, does this work? There's 15 questions. There's five of us. So we're about to say 75 answers. There's 12 questions. There's 12 questions. 12 questions. And he's, he's basically going to say, question one, do we think this is going to happen? And or our number? And he'll go through and say, Let's fucking do it. We'll give our answers, and it'll be easy. It'll be fucking awesome. It's going to be a gauntlet of Oilers talk coming up here for the next 25 minutes on the podcast, which is great because the season starts in like 48 hours. So let's dig right into it. Uh, The first page I got pulled up here, and these will all be up on our social medias later so everyone can hold us accountable. Uh, It's all point projections. So let's start with who else but Connor McDavid. A lot of the sports books have his over-under around like 79 and a half, 81 and a half. I'll go to the top of my screen to Jay. How many points for Connor McDavid this season? Uh, oh, wow. You're, so that's not, we're not following the order in which you sent the question. Really? So that's okay. Let me just reshuffle. I'll move you down to the other down, category. You can't look down to number five. I wrote, them, I wrote the question and then wrote my answer with some prompts <laughs> for some commentary. Well, this is what happens when you Because I prepare. Never. I'm a professional podcast and I prepare. But now our okay. producer just threw me for a loop. And I so gotta go. I'll, I gotta go. So I'll go. I'll go. So what? No, 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 no. Stop talking over each other. I paused you guys. There you go. I want to air my grievances, and I did. What's the question? How many points will McDavid have? <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna have eighty-nine points. Wow. It's a high, high mark. Uh, Wanya, you're next on Connor McDavid. Ever heard of? Is him? it Price is Right scoring? Ah, uh, sure. I mean, you can do whatever you want. 90. 90. You think he's going to crack the 90-point mark? Yeah, right? man, he's the tit. Fair enough. Chalmers, what do you got for McDavid? Last year, he was at a 1.5 points per game. The year before that, 1.48. The year before that, 1.35. This year, I could put him exactly at 1.5, giving him 84 points this season. 84 Clearly points? you don't believe. Yeah. Who did their research now, big man? Yeah. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mr. Bagmilk. You're on the podcast. Hello. 
<laughs> 90 points for Connor. Oh, I, I said that. Ah, well. All right, then 87 points for Connor. Going three points Whoa, down. Oh, Sidney I'm going to be right in that range as well. I'm going to go with, I'm, I'm going to go just a hair below bagged milk. I, I'm going to say 86 for Connor McDavid, but we all have him at least in the 80s, which I mean, if he's healthy, like Chalmers said, one and a half points per game, that should be pretty attainable, especially if he's playing with Ryan Nugent Hopkins. Well, let's be real. If he's healthy the whole season, 100 points isn't out of the question. Damn. Yeah. Now, I wouldn't put my money on it because the the thing I was torn with you sending me these questions is, do I, am I drinking the Kool-Aid and answering these questions? Or am I actually trying to like really do the work, like come up with a real answer? Mm. Like, I was trying to think of who I need to be. I'm predicting Connor to have an octuple hat trick in the first battle of Alberta. If you're wondering which way I'm going to go with my bet. What would 24 it? goal game. Oh, wow. I, I thought maybe never see like it. eight goals, but that's rare. No, no, eight hat tricks. Fair enough. It's going to be wild. Uh, this this next one's a little bit trickier for me. Like, Leon Dreisaitl. I was doing some research for my fantasy hockey drafts because I have a few of them coming up here in the next few days. And Dreisaitl's a hard player for me to kind of get a number on because, like, obviously last year, career year. But it can be hard to follow up a career year, you know? So I'll go first on Dreisaitl. I think I'm probably going to be the lowest out of everyone. In a 56-game season, I'm going to go ahead and give him a nice 69 points for Leon Dreisaitl. I think it's, you know, not You don't like Leon Dreisaitl, eh? I wonder what the power play is going to be like. And I don't know. I'm probably, I'm coming in a little bit too low. But I just think it can be hard to to come back from a career year. I think it's hard to even one-up that. And I don't know. I'm probably too low on it. But I'm at 69 points for Dreisaitl. Um, bag milk. What do you got for Leon? I'm going to go 77 points. Okay. <laughs> so a little bit higher, but not quite on the McDavid uh, level. So you got McDavid coming in at 10 more points in that. Uh, Chalmers, what do you got for uh, Leon Dreisaitl? Last year, he was at a 1.51 points per game. The year before that, 1.28. The year before that, a really, really terrible 0.89 points per game. Mm-hmm. This year, I put him at 1.35, giving him 76 points. 76 points. Uh, Chalmers. Chalmers, uh, math guy. Yeah, mathematician of the podcast. Uh, Wanye, what are you thinking for for Big 29, the big German? Yeah, just uh, help me with the numbers here on this. So he's number 29, right? Yep. And then add Connor. What's Connor? 97. Yeah, 97. Deduct your age. 23. Yeah, and what do we got there? 103. That's what I'll go with, 103. You think Leon Dreisaitl will get 103 I points? believe. Unless you're lying about your age, my prognostications and calculations, that's what I'm getting. Okay. Hey, the math checks out. Hey, yeah. man. All right. I will put 103 on Perfect. the list. Yeah, what are you going to do? Come to my house if I'm wrong? No. You don't you even know. know my address. I do not. Uh, Jay, what are you thinking for Leon? We got 69, 76, 77, and 103 so far. Wow, 103. So that's strong. You're not, <laughs> you're not wrong. If they're going to be separated, uh, you, you can't assume he's going to be at par with McDavid, but he's going to be playing the power play with them. And best believe if we're behind, those two are going to be paired up. So there's going to be some points. So I'm putting Leon at 80. 80 points for Connor, for Leon Dreisaitl to go with 89 for McDavid is what you had. Uh, the third member of this sort of Oilers core group of forwards is Ryan Nugent Hopkins. And uh, I'll, I'll switch up the order a little bit here. And you know what, Wanye? I'll come to you first. 
Well, Ryan I'm Nugent all over. Hopkins. I'm shocked that uh, they've got dry settle for 103 points. I mean, mm-hmm. that's a lot of juice. So th- those are going to have to come from somebody. Maybe I'll put the Nugent 75 if that's the way it's going. 75, Ryan Nugent. Well, Hopkins. I mean, if you got, I don't know why they would have him so high at 103, but shit. Chalmers, where are you going for uh, Ryan Nugent Hopkins? Nugent Hopkins last year, 0.93. Year before that, 0.84. Year before that, 0.73. This year, I put him at 0.875. For a forty-nine point season, 49. for my boy Nuge. Oh, I, so low. That's probably going to be the low one. And uh, I was, yep. I'm, I was going to save bagged milk for last because he is the resident Nugent Hopkins expert. But I'm going to come to you right off that new or right off that bagged milk. Chalmers says forty-nine. What do you say? Put my money where my mouth is. I feel like this will be the first year Ryan Nugent Hopkins is a point per game player, uh-huh. considering he'll be on the wing with either Connor or Leon all year. I'm going to go fifty-seven points for Nugent. 57 points for Ryan Nugent-Hopkins. Jay, you think that's still too low? Uh, I'm I'm going to go with 52. Really? I'm going with 52 and it's it's I love the Nuge and like that that'll be his best point per game total of his career. So I'm still at thinking he's going to take another step. Uh, he's actually now have line mates, but I just think with, you know, when I think about like the juggle, if they have to move Dreisaitl and McDavid later in the game or things like that, there's going to be some situations that take him off a little bit. So uh, I'm going to go 52 points. 52 points will actually be a 9.2, uh, 0.925. Last year, he was a 0.93. Ah, I would like to change my answer. Math guy has chimed in 54 points for new. You're going to go with 54. <laughs> Final answer. Hey, the math tells me I have to. Ryan, that would be a 9.6 or 0.96. Ryan Nugent Hopkins in the four play-in games against the Chicago Blackhawks had eight points. He was producing at a two-point-per-game clip. I think he can keep that <laughs> up to some extent. I don't think he's going to you know, put up 112 points this year. He's not Leon Dreisaitl. Um, but I think Nugent will be comfortably above a point per game. And I'm going to say Ryan Nugent Hopkins gets 63 points this wow. season. Wow. I hope nice. you're right. I Look, hope man, right. so do I. So do I. Honestly, so do I. I even hope Wanye's right, for Christ's sake. <laughs> yes, man, you got to go strong with your predictions, claim they're going to win the Cup, and then you've set your expectations high to be in tears by Halloween, usually. What would Halloween, the equivalent this year would be what, Family Day? You're in tears by Family Day? <laughs> usually it sounds about right. Uh, next up, I want I want to get guys get your jeez. Uh, I want to get your guys thoughts on uh, Tyson Berry, who's coming in here, one year deal, looking to you know resurrect his career to some extent. Last season, he had thirty nine points with Toronto. Year before that, he almost hit sixty with Colorado. Almost hit sixty the year before that with Colorado as well. I don't know exactly what those numbers would translate to, but he should get over forty points this season. I have Tyson Berry at forty six points. Chalmers, you're the math guy. Where do you have Tyson Berry at this season? Well, what you what you were saying was right. Now, every year he doesn't play <laughs> complete season. I yeah. don't know much about Tyson Berry. I have never analyzed him. So, the numbers never lie. 0.55 last year, <laughs> 0.75 the year before that, 0.83 the year before that. I got him at a 0.67, giving him 38 points. 38 points. See, and I think the Oilers' power play might give him a little bit of a bump over what he usually would produce which is why I have him up around 46. Uh, Wanye, Tyson Berry, what's he doing this year? Oh, it's all this math. Well, I don't know Tyson Berry from a hole in the wall. So uh, <laughs> straight up 33 points, Patrick Waugh. 
How's that? Will he something? be on the power? Will he be on the power play? Yeah, yeah. He, man. He, who he's knows? Gonna power play. He's gonna run the power play. Oh yeah, run the power play. I think I'm gonna. But you're go not there. wrong. No, well, you might. I don't know. Like, but oh. he's not gonna get a lot of five on five minutes. I don't think. I think that'll kind of go to Bear on the right side, and I even think Larson might play a little bit more five on five than him, especially you know D zone matchups and things like that, or D zone starts. So, uh, Jay, what do you right. what do you think we're but getting it, from Barry? But he'll get ozone starts for yeah, sure. Yeah, I guess. Um, I think. Yes. Oh, I was gonna say. So, there's one thing, Devils Advocate. If we, if if they're if they're since they're playing all Canadian teams, there's gonna be more, um, you know, of a rivalry, meaning more penalties, meaning more power play time. Connor McDavid getting that third assist when you pass it down low for a one timer. Uh, that could really. I don't know. I think I'm gonna be low on Tyson Berry. That's my prediction. Well, just just now imagine. McDavid has a right shot defenseman option. Like our yeah. power play has changed for the better. So that's amazing. Um, but you're right. Like is, is fuck. I've been really struggling with this. Cause like, I want to say such a fucking big number, but I'm probably, I'm, I'm, I'm hovering between 40 and 42. Um, so I'll go. Has anyone said 42 yet? No. Yeah. I think, I think if he got it, if he gave us 42 points, we're going to be doing car wheels down the street like that yeah. that's fucking phenomenal so yes bag milk no one's even coming close to a point a game for tyson berry or will you 30 points 30 whoa not even close. fade the red i just think like yeah he's gonna do stuff on the power play but you know toronto also had a pretty good power play last year that's fair true yeah yeah but yeah fuck He's yeah yeah you're right. Did he have an injury leading to his drop off in production? What was the situation? Uh, he just never fit in in Toronto, and and I good think, for him. Good for him. Yeah, that's fair. Well, it was a confidence thing. It, 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 he had a rough confidence year last year, and I I think bad cop bad bad yeah he is a bad cop bad cop ruffled him a little bit, and that was just kind of you know the body of work he was able to do as a kind of result of all that. Not wasn't able to kind of regain his. Like, uh, his momentum. So I think Connor McDavid is going to make sure Tyson Berry gets a lot of points this year. Maybe this will be another like quasi Uncle Yessie coming home because Kenny Hall and Massage's situation, Tippett's a pro. Maybe they bring him in, rebuild shattered Babcock confidence. Well, Barry's Barry's betting on himself too because he's taken it because he could have got way more money outside of Edmonton and he took Edmonton's offer knowing that he could he can get a chance to really enhance his value. So it's contract here. He's playing with McDavid. He's here to uh, reemerge as a point-producing defense. I'm not saying he's great defensively at all, but he's going to get some points. Gregor seems to like to bring up the fact that he thinks we're going to be surprised by how well Tyson Berry plays in his own end. He's one of the str- – I got an article I'm working on for the site for uh, for tomorrow, the 10 biggest questions I have coming into this season or the 10 storylines I'm kind of watching, and Barry's one of them because, I mean, that's a guy who a couple of years ago, if you wanted to go get him – you were probably giving up a first-round pick. Remember there would be rumors that, like, oh, Barry's on the market. Is Nugent Hopkins for Barry a trade the Oilers should look at? Like, to see his value fall this far, like, he should still have some good hockey left in him. Oh, yeah. He's getting two points on Wednesday. That, that's a careful. That takes hot. Um, all right. The, the next page I have is sort of centered more around the Oilers just as a team. Um, and, and we'll start with just how many points do you think the Oilers will get in a 56-game season? I can go first. Because I got the math worked out. In a 56-game season, I think the Oilers will go 30-23-3. and 
which will give them a total of 63 points on the year. Nice. Anyone, anyone else want to jump up yeah, next I'll year? Go. Chalmers? I'll go. I have them at 30, 18, and 8, giving them a 68 point. My problem with that prediction would be I don't think they lose in overtime that much. I think they're too good to lose in overtime. All right? Like, you can throw McDavid Drysaddle over the boards. That's why I have mine at only three overtime losses. Like, I have a tough time seeing them losing eight times in overtime. Right. So, I said that basically I thought that they would go to overtime uh, probably 16 times and go 50-50 in it. Hmm. That's fair. So, that was kind of the logic 16 there. times in overtime. Wow. That's like in a, 20% in a, in a 50, of the time. In a 56-game season where you're playing the same teams, though, and all te- like like four of the teams that you play, you know, 10, 10, 9, and 9 times each, what? they're going to be tight games, man. I, That's like I, one-third of the games almost. Jeez. Okay. Yeah. If, it, if that happens, Chalmers, Oilers fans will be dying of heart attacks, man. Like, oh, you can't yeah. give me a 56-game season with 16 overtimes in a tight playoff race. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, boy. Wanye, what do you got? How many points for the Oilers this year in a 56-game season? Don't well, say 112. Top 10 <laughs> questions of the team going into next year will be, is this the year James Neal finds out about his illegitimate child? Will this be the year? You want me I to add that I think they'll have 69 points tonight. 69. It's a nice, <laughs> nice. season right there. Uh, bag milk, what are you thinking? That isn't actually, I think we have to say that wasn't actually a fact that Wanya disputed. That is no, pure. you're supposed to ask a follow-up question. I just absorb that factoid. I don't even know what Wanya I just moved on. That's what I was like, oh. Yeah, I know. I like, uh, okay. This is, I got to pop. I got to pop. This, this is balloon. a falsehood I'm clearly stating. Okay. Yeah. What's the fo- what's the follow-up question you were hoping for? Yeah. I just oh, think with those teeth, name? with those teeth and that cup run, something must have happened. <laughs> Year one. In Vegas, everyone's like, who's that guy? What's up with that grill? We are all responsible. He didn't get that grill until he was in Calgary. He didn't? No. What did he look like before? A normal guy. Oh, normal really? Guy teeth. Fuck, well, that, those, that's a grill and a half. He does so have maybe, teeth. Maybe he didn't have a kid then. Yeah, anyway, sorry, sometimes I just roll past here, some stuff like that. Uh, well, I wouldn't. <laughs> We're probably going to get sued. Bag milk? Oh, is it me? I'm going to go 30, 21, and 5 for 65 points. Man, we all have 30 wins so far. Secret yeah. games deal, child? Yes or no? What? Bag Mel, do you think James Neal is a secret kid? Yeah. Uh, no, I don't think it's a secret. I think he just wears it as a papoose and flaunts it to the <laughs> to he's his eligible he's, he's, hmm? he's not protecting his kid from the world. He's protecting the world. No, wait. Wrong way. Yeah, yeah. Remember, remember Drake? Remember what Drake? Drake say? I wasn't, he's not I protecting wasn't... the... I wasn't yeah. hiding my kid from the world. I was hiding the world from my kid. That was the line. Yeah, that's right. He also said, started from the bottom, now we're here. So. Fair enough. Uh, Jay, I would also he... like to further reiterate this James Neal stuff is all not true. Uh, and off the back of that, and that's I believe... Your prediction. That's your prediction. Jay adopted James Neal's baby. No, no, no. The James Neal thing. I wanted to say 70. I wanted to say 70. That's a lot. Well, yeah, but... I also think I have high hopes for the Oilers as always. Um, but yeah, 68 points. So with those point ranges, do any of us have them winning the North Division? Because I have them well, I have them coming in, in third with, first, with so my point I, mark. Uh, that's why third. I wanted to say 73 points initially because I want them to win. I just picked 69 because it's funny. They're coming in first. That's what she said. Uh, 
I just don't think I don't think sixty nine wins it though. That's the thing. No, but my if it's my tight, answers yeah. are nonsensical, and it's but not it's even that fun tight. anyway. It's gonna be tight. Like <laughs> top three teams, it's gonna. I don't think you're gonna have like a clear runaway no. winner. It's gonna be a it's gonna be a tight race. So it could be a lower point total. And that's kind of why I brought mine down. So where where are you thinking they finish, Jay? Well, I'm going with my heart on this, and first, yeah. Okay. Two Ten votes. games against the Leafs, your M-Chuck. Yeah, it'll be good. So we got two votes for third place, two votes for first place. Bagged Milk can either break the tie or just go second place and be right in the middle. <laughs> Come on, Bagged Milk. <laughs> I honestly do think they're going to come in second place, though. Before Tyler even said anything. I, I, I Who do you think's first? Toronto. Oh, How dare you? How dare you, you sir? They're a good would, team. Like, no matter what people I say, Toronto has got a better chance uh, uh, in the standings than Toronto. Jeez. I will take that money all day. Yeah, I mean, you are not a plus one. Pay for the juice. <laughs> you always want juice. Though. Yeah. Well, but I make bold things like that. All right. We're going to have to move a little bit quicker because we got Brody from Owner's Box coming up here. So these next two questions are going to go rapid fire. They play the Calgary Flames. 10 times next season. <laughs> How many wins will they get against the Flames? I'm getting bold. I'm saying seven. Wanye? Ten. Figured that was coming. Chalmers? Five. Five, oh, five, five hundred. Oh, Jay? On you. Jay? I, I'm going seven, two, bro. All right. I dig that. Bag milk? Six. Six. All right. Next question we got up. What will the longest Oilers winning streak of the year be? I say at some point they rattle off five in a row. I know that's maybe a Damn. little bit of a conservative answer. I don't know, but I'm going with five. Uh, Bag milk, what do you got? Four. Four. Jay? So it is hard to go on a streak this year because yeah. you're playing yep. like three, a uh, team three times. Yeah. And you've got it. Like it's, it's tough to sweep a series like that. So yeah. I'm trying to think the bookends of two series. Like they win two in Ottawa. And then they come back home and win the first two against Calgary. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. like I'm trying to think of there's that a couple, situation. There's a, there's a so, couple one. There's a couple times when they play a team just once, and then another team just once, and then book at it. So that, there's literally four games at one point against four different teams. Uh, so that could open up a window. So I, I uh, of a bigger one, but I just my gut is telling me four. Okay, Wanya, what are you thinking for win streaks? Has anyone used a letter? No. No. <laughs> That might be a good one, eh? It's, a, it's like Jeff, yeah. or it's like a Wheel of Fortune. You have to buy a letter. So I see. Well, I'll, I'll go with four. four. Four wins in a row. Four seems conservative. Like the popular answer here. Uh, Chalmers, well, I don't want to be got? ridiculous. Your yeah, answer. I have four. <laughs> okay. I everyone. have four. Because it most, you know what? When you look at the schedule, you realize that there's going to be, you know, there's not very often where they don't have a back-to-back game. Um, and so you're going to be playing, mm. you know, Two different goaltenders at that time. I, I don't know. Four is my four is the best I could see. Yeah, I, I just I just think it's tough to put a, a big one together. Yeah, and plus the boys Especially can't like on the road. Them. They can't like they can't party. Like Especially when you when you get into when you, oh jeez when you get in the rhythm of a win streak, the boys are partying, they're galvanized, mm. they're all that stuff, and I think that's going to be taken away from them, so they can't do that. So even like the 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 mojo momentum that you can build off the ice. It, it will prevent them from going on a long stretch. All right, last page of questions here. Uh, we're going to start with this one. Look around the Canadian division. They're playing most of the teams nine times, a couple of them ten. But which team will Edmonton rack up the most wins against? I know Ottawa is going to be the popular answer, 
But I'm actually going to go with Montreal here. I think they've had Carey Price's number for a while, and I'm not that high on the Montreal Canadiens. So I think they rack up the most wins against the Habs. Uh, Beg Milk, where do you? Who do you think they'll beat up on the most? I'm with you. I'm with Montreal. I don't. Th- I think Montreal is fake news. To be honest, yeah, me too. Oh, well, uh, upon further review, the actual question was who beats the Oilers the most. So that yeah. is the answer I put on there. Oh shoot. Um, oh, uh, I didn't read the we'll do both. We'll do both. Yeah, we'll, we'll do both. both. We can do both. We can do both. Okay. Who I think the Oilers beat the most? I'm gonna say I'm gonna pick a name out of a hat. It's gonna be Montreal. <laughs> Uh, wow, that's the way to go random. Yeah, I believe that. So I'm just going to do my who beats the others the most, too. I think Toronto beats them the most. Mine is... That's fair. I think I think the team we beat the most this year is Winnipeg. Hmm. Um, and I actually think the team that gives us the most trouble is Montreal. You think Montreal is going to give us the most trouble? Yep. Interesting. Because we're gonna we're gonna show up for Toronto. Connor wants to be Toronto. Montreal is yeah. gonna get they're just gonna get like the uh, the fallout of just us being exhausted from playing Toronto or something like that, or not being in the in the mind space because we're getting ready for Toronto. So I think I think Montreal is better than what you three think, um, and probably will give us a little bit of trouble. Um quickly then i'm gonna say that winnipeg's gonna beat edmonton the most i think that's who edmonton's gonna have the most trouble with uh wanye who what? does it who does edmonton what? i'm high on the jets this year uh who does edmonton beat the most and who beats edmonton the most calgary is who we're going to beat the most fair what do you think about it 10 flames games and 10 Leafs games and no aglc staff metering your alcohol intake <laughs> <laughs> oh you're in chuck uh who will they l- lose to the most God, all these teams are nerds uh, uh, not Winnipeg. You're you are high, your M. Jack. There's no question. Uh, I don't know Toronto. I suppose, but I think Toronto games are going to be so great yeah. that Connor's going to shell them personally. Well, yes, Bag he, gets, he gets joy from that. Who yeah. beats Edmonton the most this year? I on and this won't be popular, but I think a team that'll give them the most trouble is Calgary, and not ah. necessarily because of the team, but rather because of disciplinary problems that the others may run into. Yeah, yeah, I think true. so. Um, all right. It's, it's the teams we play after Calgary once we get suspended. Yeah. Yeah. That are going to be getting the. <laughs> I just think that Calgary is so easy for them to get fired up and pissed off, out, and then they start running around and get out of their game. And I could see that being an issue. Uh, we're going to end this with a couple questions about the Oilers' goaltending. We're going to start with Miko Koskinen. Over under a 917 save percentage for Miko Koskinen. I'm going to say over. Under. Under. How did you arrive at this number, 917? It's kind of been his general number for a few years now. So basically, is he having a great year or an okay year? Would take him below that? Well, last year, he had a great year, and it was .917. The year before that, in 2019, it was 906. The year before that, .873. What's your answer, Chalmers? we We threw him to the wolves in the first year. My answer is under. He'll be around 900, 904, 906, something like that. Fuck. I think he, it's going to be over because I think if our defense are what we think they are, they're going to reduce the high danger chances and force things to the perimeter. So I think he's going to have easier saves to make, and that is going to bump up his percentage. Wanya over under. I had a dream about Yanni Ninema recently, which I think is a sign. Under. 
You have a shit year. Hmm. That's an Bellas interesting sign to have. Came to me in a prophetic dream. That can happen. And that was going to make Smith have a lot of starts. So, hey, way to tie in the next one. Over under 21 and a half starts for Mike Smith. Over. Over. Okay. Jay? I'm going to go. I'll go. No, go Chalmers. You're excited. I'm going to go. I'm going to go. He's going to go under. They play 10 back-to-back games. I imagine he'll start one of those every time. Throw in another six starts there when it gets, uh, when they just need to give him some rest. Put him at around 16 to 18, so under. Wow, I'm I'm gonna agree with Chalmers too. Your math convinced me. Under for me, Jay. Were you over before Chalmers' math? I yeah, I was on the fence. Yeah, I think ah, fuck. Is he gonna? Because he played the majority of the games last year, right? Like it was like a fifty-five forty-five kind of split. Yeah. Uh, it was closer to closer to the fifty than that, but even like Smith did play the bulk. Yeah, I'll probably go. I'll probably go under. He'll probably be right at 20 or 21. Bag milk? What was your number again? 21 and a half. I'm going over. Over. Okay. Dave Tippett fucking loves Mike he Smith. He loves them. Yeah. And I just think, I, I'm guessing it's going to be a 50-50 split at least. All right. I last agree with year, you, Bag milk, that you think he's starting tomorrow. Last or year he loved yeah. him. Last year he loved him. And Koskinen took the, uh, um, the decision out of his hands when every time Koskinen would come in and he was stealing games, and every time Smith came in, the guys in front of him looked like they had zero confidence. He started flailing around like a madman, and they had to go back to Koskinen. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I, I don't know. The goal is going to be interesting this year, but I, I, I may be a little bit more confident in Koskinen than some. I, I think the team year. in front of Koskinen is going to make Koskinen look better this year. I think that's a reasonable take. Uh, thanks for playing along with this, guys. I had whoa, 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 whoa. I know, one, you missed more, the question. one more, one well, more, one more. You missed I, the question. I had one more, but now it's not going to fit on the graphic, but we can throw it out there now anyways. Ugh. Will Connor McDavid win the MVP trophy this year? Is it a resounding yes? Yes. I bet on it. Me if too. I drop if my you... point total for Leon to two digits, will it fit on the graphic? No. <laughs> uh, right. If you don't believe in the Oilers or the Oilers making the playoffs, then you would say no. But of course, who who thinks that? Of yeah. course, no others are going to make the playoffs. Of course, Connor David is going to win the heart. Of course, All right. yes. I like I like ending our predictions episode or portion of this episode on uh, on that note. So uh, thanks for playing along, guys. If you're listening and you want to see all these predictions again and laugh at us at the end of the season, um, yeah, well, they'll be up on our Instagram and on our Twitter, so you can check those out and give us a follow while you're at it. So, uh, yeah, thanks for doing that, guys. Before I go here, I'm checking, I'd like you to put a photo up on Insta of James Neal pre-grill, if you wouldn't mind, at some point. this week. For sure, we can do that. Just want to get a gander what he was dealing with for his jibs. Absolutely. Pre, Good luck, I, everybody. Pre-grill Neal. Yeah, you wouldn't mind. All Tag right. Me. We, got a guest. Neal. we got a guest coming up here, so we are going to quickly pause this and then uh, get to Brody from Owner's Box. We are joined uh, by Brody Schnarr from Owner's Box and uh, an exciting website. Brody, we talked on Oilers Nation Radio a little bit, um, but but again, just kind of take us through what Owner's Box is and sort of what sets it apart from both daily fantasy sports and sort of the traditional fantasy sports setting. Hey, Tyler. Thanks again for, uh, for having me on. I appreciate it. So Owner's Box is a weekly fantasy sports platform kind of trying to take take what we like most from the year long and the daily and make a new a brand new format for players to play on. So on our, on our app, as we mentioned, it's weekly. Um, contests take place over seven days. 
And what you'll be doing is competing in snake drafts. So kind of taking the draft format and the managing format of the week-long aspect and compacting it into, uh, into a more digestible time frame like the daily, but doing that over a week. So what you'd be doing is competing in contests of either two players, four players, eight players, or 16 players. Um, it would be kind of like a head-to-head matchup similar to what you'd see in March Madness. So everyone knows March Madness, that yeah. kind of format. And you'd, you'd be matched up. If you win your week, you're moving on to play someone else. If you're playing in that, you know, four or eight or 16 man type. And if it's a two man, you win, you get Get paid right away. Yep, exactly. And you can, you can enter another contest from there, cash out, whatever you choose to do with the money at that point in time. See what I like about this is my favorite parts. And I don't think I'm alone on this. My favorite parts of a fantasy league are the draft and the playoffs. So you guys basically just took out the boring middle portion and are giving me the most exciting parts of playing fantasy sports. Yeah, that, that's the way we like to think of it too. We're trying to trying to give people a new experience. You know, it's an exciting space. People love this. Fantasy has been growing over mm-hmm. the years. I'm a big fantasy player and that was kind of the idea behind the whole thing. So give people the best aspects of both, which in our mind is the draft and kind of that management piece, but do it quicker. The other thing that I noticed about your format is I've played a lot of fantasy in my life. And um, back in when you play daily fantasy, you, you, you draft a team, but you have to like in baseball, you have to dress a lineup every day. A lot of guys can find that to be way too overwhelming and you don't, you can't, you, you know, you just can't keep up with that. So what I like about weekly fantasy is you basically, you start your week, you set your lineup on a Sunday night and that's your lineup for the week. Is that correct? So yeah, you can take that approach. That can be your lineup for the week. The one thing we wanted to be aware of with weekly is injuries can happen and things can change. So let's say we'll use Kucherov. That's the example I think I used on the last pod for you, Tyler. Kucherov got injured. Some people who did early drafts kind of get screwed if you took Kucherov in the NHL for the year long. Um, Same thing can happen in the week. Unfortunately, same thing can happen with any sport where a guy gets injured. So you, you have your team. And you can choose the games that they play at the beginning of the week. And then assuming nothing changes, you can keep that team. Absolutely. You think that's the best you can go for it. But if anything may change, if there's an injury, it still kind of gives you that backup in that instance where if your guy gets injured in his first game of the week and you had him playing four games, you can swap him out for the next available player. So still give you a shot to where you're not, you're not out of it because of one injury that's out of your hands. Yeah, the, the one thing I like about this, because as, as someone who frequently loses, uh, you know, my fantasy football, except for this year, I won both, but that's a, oh, wow. that's a red that's, 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 that, that's an anomaly. I just, but I, but people need to know I did win both leagues I played in. But <laughs> aside from that, it's been a decade of darkness of losing everything. What I like and what you guys are bringing here is that I can start again soon. I don't have to wait a whole calendar year or whatever for the next season to start. It's if I, depending on which, which draft I go into, I could be back in the game in two weeks. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll quickly mention, I won both my leagues too. Just want to throw that out there. Two and and O in fantasy football as well. So welcome to the (laughs) game respects game. Yep. Both in the same club there, but yeah, exactly. You can, you can hop in right after, you know, and if it doesn't work, you don't have to play every single week. You can kind of step out and get back into it when you're ready. And the other big thing we want to stress about our platform is we've, we've added a lot of elements to allow you to play with player, uh, allow you to play with friends. Sorry. So you can, you can schedule a private contest, get in with your buddies, um, get that set up where you have your own little group chat and you can, you can set up a contest between each other. So that kind of adds that element too of, 
you can play against anyone in the world, but you can choose to play with your friends if that's if that's the way you want to approach it and kind of get some bragging rights, just like you do in your in your season long leagues that are more with buddies in general. I, I would also like to brag that I won my first owner's box contest this weekend. I did a quick NFL one and I came out on top. My boy, Josh Allen coming <laughs> through go, for there me. There you go. Um, so you guys offer all the sports as well, but uh, sticking with hockey here, I want to pick your brain on a few things. Um, I did one draft yesterday. I got another one we're going to be doing tomorrow for Oilers Nation Radio. And if you're listening to this, we're going to be live streaming at one o'clock. We're going to live stream our whole draft. It'll be a ton of fun. If I happen to get the third pick, you know, McDavid, McKinnon, they're interchangeable one and two. Who do you have as that third most valuable fantasy player? Because some people will say Matthews. Some people like Dreisaitl. Some people will even say Ovechkin. I, I want to lean Matthews. Am I right in wanting to lean Matthews there? Would you go a different way, Brody? I mean, you can't go wrong with Austin. I'm a Leaf fan. But in all honesty, and I've I've been getting kind of torched with my friends with this. I took Dreisaitl number two. In hey, hey. So know your audience. Woo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And there you go to the Oilers fans listening. But um, I, I have him, I think until he proves that he, you know what I mean? Until he yeah. regresses, I don't want to go away from him. I know you can't make, I, I put him in that top three conversation is where I'm going. So if I'm sitting third, I'm happy if dry settle falls to me. If someone wants to take him second, I'll take McKinnon and you know, you don't, you won't get McDavid there, but if you happen to, obviously you <laughs> scoop him up. I've been really interested in doing sort of some mock drafts. And like I said, one owner's box, I've done my yearly fantasy league as well. There really is a lot of talented forwards in this crop. Like if you're picking in in the first two rounds, you're probably going to get two studs when you go through like, you know, the Jack Eichels, the Taylor Halls. There are a lot of players that I could realistically see finishing with a point a game this year. Yeah, exactly. And to the point on owner's box, if there's so many top forwards to take, if you're taking forwards, defensemen and goalie, maybe you lean to take, you know, Hedman or, you know, one of those offensive studs because there's not quite as many defensemen, whether it's Hedman, Carlson, Yossi, um, where you get someone who maybe his expected points aren't quite as high as that, you know, second tier of forward, but is the drop from, you know, Eichel or Panarin to Eichel, and like, you know, uh, maybe you're drafted fifth instead of eighth. Is that that big of a drop compared to yeah. the drop? If you if you wait on defensemen and then you go from kind of that first tier of, you know, Yossi Carlson, maybe Hedman in there to that second tier of uh, tier of defensemen. So that's another strategy point, too. You're, you've got to pick each position. And um, part of that comes with when you take your defensemen. So when Brody, I, saw, I got a question. Oh, go ahead, Charles. Oh, that's OK. Brody, when I, I'm going to ask you because you kind of are the expert on this. If I have 10, you know, nine friends, there's 10 of us, and we're just starting a league, and not many of us have played fantasy hockey a lot, and we want something that's going to be um, a lot of fun, but uh, also not as much work as your traditional fantasy, what format on your site would you suggest if we were going to sign up, let's say tonight or tomorrow night to do this, would you suggest that we do? Yeah, so I would say if you're gonna if you want to look at that, I think that's a great option. Definitely, there's less of that year long uh, commitment in it. What you would do is you'd sign up, and then you could schedule a private contest with each other, and you could also add each other as friends as soon as you get on. So you you make your username, you pass it along, you can get a group chat going, organize everything that way, find a time that kind of works, and then going back to the contest sizing right now growing company, we've got a two man, four man, eight man and 16 man. So you can do a contest with up to 15 friends. Uh, Maybe in your example, if you've got, you know, 10 buddies, you get them all in a group. If a few can't make it one week, that's okay. And you can go down to an eight man contest, but 
that's what I would say. Yeah. And then you can kind of, you know, as you're new to it, it can definitely be like daunting and a lot at first, there's so many players and you don't really know that that happens in my leagues. I do with buddies, but you know, stepping in and getting that, getting that experience is definitely a way to learn. And one great thing we're doing, as soon as you sign up and you verify who you are, you get five free dollars and we have an owner bucks platform, which is kind of a, a currency on our site that can become real money over time. So you can, you, you get enough on our site that you can play a few contests for free and really learn what you're doing before you decide to put in your own money. Yeah, that was great as well. When I, when I signed up, you guys gave me my amount in owner's bucks as well. I got that $5 bonus and now I'm also, uh, I mean, I won my first contest. I'm swimming in it, but I also see at the top (laughs) of your guys' site here, uh, a chance to win a PS5. Take us through how people can do that. Yeah, so we got a few promotions wanted everyone to be aware of. So there's a PS5 giveaway going on right now. And the way that works is any NHL contest you enter, let's say you enter a $5 contest, you would get five entries into our larger pool where it'll be a randomly chosen winner on uh, January 21st. And so you can get entries in the in contest you play. You know, you could play a $5, get five, $10, 10 entries, so on and so forth. You can also get entries from signing up or referring friends. So if you can, you send a referral link. If you sign up, you'll get a referral link as, a, as an individual. If friends sign up through that or anyone you know, um, you get 10 entries per sign up. So that's another way to kind of bank some entries and have a good shot at winning a PS5 at the end of it all. Perfect. Good stuff, Brody. We're excited to uh, continue to have you on throughout the season here for some fantasy advice. Appreciate the time. Yeah, thanks a lot. Appreciate it, boys. Have a good day. Thanks, Brody. That's uh, Brody Schnarr from Owner's Box. Uh, yeah, my Buffalo Bills, baby. Woo! That had me fired up. That felt oh, good. What a weekend. What a weekend. What about my Cleveland Browns? Shocking the world. Oh, daddy made some money. Plus 236. You're so fired up that your mic is modulating. (laughs) I had the single worst, the single worst betting weekend of my life this weekend. It was awful. I have never seen so many little red circles that they lost in them in my bet history in my life. It is awful. That's rough. That's rough. But you'll get it back. NHL season, big weekend of football. We'll get. You need to get some more advice from Scott Hastings, and we'll do that on uh, Thursday's episode of the podcast. Uh, Thanks for tuning in, everyone. Predictions waivers cleft bomb new broadcast duo some fantasy hockey talk hockey is finally back it uh it feels good this has been episode 246 yeah episode 246 brought to you by our friends at oodle noodle and twig and berry thanks for tuning in we'll talk again on thursday great job on making it through the entire hour of the real life podcast don't forget to like and subscribe wherever you get your podcast from Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that 
Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.